this is a great opportunity, but it starts with fixing your fucking attitude. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Ashley from Tucson. I'm so burned out and I need to rant. Um, I work for a company I love, but I'm starting to greatly resent my position. I was hired as a junior analyst because I had no investment banking experience with the hopes of becoming an analyst after two years. The thing is, due to the pandemic, this has become more of an admin role than analyst. Um, While the rest of my team analyzes data, I do the day-to-day tasks like printing checks for clients, which must be done three times a day, every day in the office. I'm doing returned mail and other in-office tasks while the rest of the company works from home. Out of a 3,000-person company, most days I'm the only one in the office. Even my manager has worked from home in another state. I love my company and my team, but I'm so burnt out on my tasks and having to come in every day. I've expressed wanting to move up in roles, and while my team has started some training for me, it's going very slow and I feel very forgotten. I've mentioned to my manager I'd like to work from home one day a week, and she said we would discuss. Also, we had wellness days last summer I wasn't able to use. My manager submitted vacation days for both Christmas and Thanksgiving before I did, so I didn't get much time off then. And I lost all my rollover vacation days because no one was able to cover for me. I've applied for other jobs around town and haven't heard anything, even though I have a robust resume. And I've applied for a promotion on my team, and I didn't get it. I'm just super lost on what to do. I make decent money and want to stay in my town, but I dread going in most days. What should I do? I'm going to start. Okay, that's probably healthy because for Because I think Vanessa's going to finish. Because she has some tough love to dish. Before I like lay the law down, I'm seeing something we need to nip in the bud and we need to address. I see it kind of like as a base level assumption in a lot of questions that we run across. The people we choose to work with don't have this problem, but one of the reasons we choose not to work with people is because they have this problem. And the problem is entitlement. Such a buzzword. Oh, God, I know. So, so Vanessa, tell us what you mean when you say entitlement. There's, there's some... <laughs> this is the reason all boomers hate millennials, right? Yeah. We just walk into a job and we expect everything to be handed to us. And I, as a millennial, didn't think it was true until I start hearing, and maybe it's more of a Gen Z problem. We can kick that bucket down the road. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> But like, I I run across so many people who have a misalignment. I hate myself for saying that. Um, (laughs) A Buzzword bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Take a shot. (laughs) Have a misalignment of expectations about what a junior level position is going to do. So tell us what junior means. Solid question. So a a junior level anyone is going to be anywhere from zero to five years. And... If you're the last person hired. Yeah, and and if you're the last person hired. And if you don't have anyone underneath you. <laughs> That's and right. or and or. <laughs> exactly. All of those things. If then, if then, if then, yeah. right? Yeah. If if you're anywhere in the zero to five years in your career and or a company, if people aren't reporting to you, I'm sorry, you're at the bottom. And if you're the most recent person hired, you're also at the bottom. So like you will always be the person picking up the pizza, getting the Starbucks, at like I don't care who you are. Shit runs downhill. 
I think one of the things like that we've lost a sense of, and especially maybe in the pandemic, is that there are perks with seniority, right? Mm -hmm. It's like my sister and I are seven years apart, and that comes with its own set of challenges. Um, But one of the things that was interesting to watch is like my parents in their career. So when I was young, I was a 110% a latchkey kid from the time I could like walk on two feet. If I could like bounce out of a school bus and onto the front porch, I was getting myself home from school. Because my parents were like in growth mode in their career. They had to be first one in the office. They had to be the last one out of the office. They were they were doing all kinds of the grunt work. By the time my sister, seven years younger than me, comes around, and my my sister, I learned, never rode the bus to school mm-hmm. because my dad was like taking her to and from school. My mom's on the orchestra PTO board. She's like doing booster fundraiser shit on the on the weekdays. I'm like, are you guys retired? Oh, they were like working from home three out of five days a week. Mm-hmm. They go in the office Tuesday, Thursday for the big meetings. But that was a perk that you earned, right? And like we still have that. Like, yes, yeah, some some offices are going straight remote, but you have to show up just like you would in an office if you're a junior level doing whatever. Ashley's asking the wrong question. She should be asking, why aren't I progressing? And the first place you should look for an answer is herself. Your hopes of becoming an analyst, your only getting to do this one task every day has nothing to do with your team, has nothing to do with being forgotten, has nothing to do with the pandemic, has everything to do with you. You have everything you need in order to make the analyst in two years thing happen. They hired you with zero experience. Do you know how many people don't have a job right now with more experience than you do? This is where this tough love's coming in, honey. Like you need to look inside and ask yourself, what have I done to make this company want to invest in me? Because as soon as, as soon as you said, yeah, I would like to become an analyst in two years, that takes a lot of fucking work. For most people that takes two, three, Several four. Several years of school. Yes, exactly. Yes. Like, and a degree and some certifications and letters after your name. And if, you're, if what you're saying is true, they've started training for you and it's going slowly. That's on you. That's not anyone else. It may feel, and I think this is especially true during the pandemic, like when you're working remotely or a manager isn't in your office or, or one of you is remote at any given time that no one's really paying attention to you. And, and Ashley even indicated like you feel like you've been forgotten. People are watching you. They're always watching you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why if your manager doesn't know what you're doing, it doesn't count. Work only counts if they know what's happening. So over communicate. I would go back to our episode about remote working. Um, episode 11. So good. Because, Holland. Praise, <laughs> yeah. praise hands. Because even if, you know, we, we spoke to that listener since she was working remotely, but it's kind of the same if your manager is remote. Sure. Like it's kind of the same dynamic. I would say work from home or remote work is when anytime you have two people who are not in the same room. Yeah. Well said. So what we, I think this is my moment to be a little tough lovey is like, yes, is <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't feel you're being respected or appreciated or given opportunities, that's not because they've forgotten about you. It's because they don't think you deserve it. So I would revisit your statuses and your one-on-ones. Like, are your agendas in accordance with what we've recommended in the first several episodes of this season? Where do you need to improve in your manager's eyes? Are you asking for feedback? So watch out for that and, and see if you can take action there. I think one of the things that like you're really good at, Holland, is, is <laughs> stating your observations on process improvement out loud. So like while reporting on the status of a thing, like if I were Ashley or if Ashley were you, actually, <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine this is how this goes. Like, uh-huh. Hey, I got the checks cut and it took me six hours next week. Hey, I got the checks cut and I found a new way to do it. it took me five hours next week. Took me four next week. Took me three. Hey, actually I was out researching this thing. Turns out there's a service that'll do this for 20 bucks a month. We should do it. I'm here to manage it and managing it will take it down to five minutes. 
And then at that point, you've not only proven that you can do the thing the manager needs to do, but you've also said, I'm thinking about how to improve the company. I'm adding to the bottom line so that my time can be spent doing other things. Like training for the uh, analyst yes, role, right? Yes, exactly. Um, so like, or I found this training I'd like to supplement. Does this make sense with our training protocol? Does this book align? Does this Udemy course like support? Oh, you oh rattle God. this off because it's like your second nature. <laughs> this is like, this is who you are. You're like, I'm going to optimize the fuck out of this. Yeah, but I think... It doesn't, again, it doesn't count unless they know about it. So like I've been known to pull up a tracking software, pick one, yeah, any of them. track my projects for a month. And I, I've been surprised even like, oh my God, I can't believe this took that much time. Mm-hmm. And when I report that to my managers, like, oh my God, that's insane. Like that's way too much or shit. Like that means this isn't getting attention we want you to give. Or like, oh my God, that makes so much sense that like this project is you know, and not doing what we wanted to do or whatever. And the best thing you can hear out of your manager's mouth is I need your time spent on oh more God. important things. Mm-hmm. Cause that means your manager understands your value and they understand your value could be used other places. Exactly. And that's the point at which they will be willing to hire people. To that's the point at which you. they'll be giving you other resources, whether that's software, automation, people, interns, what totally. have you. Right. But, but like, if you're not getting the bare minimum shit done, don't be asking for an associate. Here's what happens when you ask for help without deserving it. Your manager will see you as trying to shove off your work to somebody else. That's right. Because if you're saying, well, I'm doing this and I want someone else to do it. What the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. Because they only hired you to do that one thing. If they can get someone else to do what you're doing cheaper, they should fire you and get that associate instead. High capitalism. High capitalism. What I want to see folks like Ashley doing, and this is this is advice I've received not too long ago, stop being given problems to solve and start looking for them. Mm-hmm. Start looking for them and solving them preemptively. Ashley, you stand to gain hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars over the course of your career. Yeah. Millions of dollars. And if you're willing to throw that away because you just want to work from home more often, go be a virtual assistant, get tapped out at 40, 50K. Yeah. But if you put the work in now. Millions. I'm seeing like multiple homes, New York, San Francisco. I want that for you. If that's what you want, I want that for you too. Go take your junior analyst banking job, turn it into analyst, turn it into senior analyst, turn it into all the fucking Mm -hmm. vertical titles that come after that and make the most out of this. This is a great opportunity, but it starts with fixing your fucking attitude. So if we're killing off the entitlement, mm-hmm. we're killing off our egos, mm-hmm. what, what is the attitude then that we take? 110% humility. So nice. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> it's not completely altruistic because you know, I don't believe in that. But like what this does for you if, you, if you take your ego totally out of it and it's very difficult to do, you have an opportunity to learn without spending any money on education and get paid to learn. And it'll open doors for you. Like this is my biggest probably my biggest indicator in Ashley's question that like, if you're actually doing the work, the grunt work that the task at hand that you got hired to do and you're doing it well and you're doing it with a good attitude, other doors will be opening for you. Your training will be going faster. You're going to be start being asked to network with like things will start happening for you. This happened to you in your career. I was just going to say like people will trust you. Yeah. If, if they trust you to get the coffee, then they'll trust you to get the pizza. Then they'll, they'll trust you to plan the event. Then they'll trust you to have a seat at the table at the event. Then they'll trust you to like ask your opinion at the table. And then they'll trust you to like mm-hmm. run the meeting next time. Totally. That can happen very quickly for you because trust when earned is powerful. Amen. <laughs> Probably the most kind of encapsulated example I have of this is I worked at Home Depot for a while. 
the listeners probably know Vanessa well enough to know that like Vanessa likes nice things. I just carried a new crystal platter from her car <laughs> Sorry. to her counter this morning. <laughs> like I just kind of find it hard to imagine you in this fabulous orange apron, <laughs> to be honest. Tell us about this fucking orange apron. 2007, I decided to take a semester off school and, and I just like realized I had no money and I don't have a car. So I drew up radius around the house decide where, where I could walk to in the winter and and luckily Home Depot existed within that radius so I walked in they're hiring spring associates and all I had to do was sit there for two weeks and do some video training can do so two weeks of training got put out on a cash register I'd never been a cashier before in my life but I, I remember distinctly saying to myself hmm, I've had really positive and really negative experiences with cashiers in the past I'm going to strive to be the cashier I've always wanted which was fast accurate smile on my face Within 30 days, <laughs> I'm still in a 90 day probation for like new hires, right? Within 30 days, I was employee of the month, not just cashier of the month, employee <laughs> oh of the month. God. Now, employee of the month is voted on by all the department heads, oh, right? Oh, shit. So, as a cashier in 30 days, I had made a difference to enough department heads that they voted on employee of the month for me. And apparently, I'd pissed off enough people by getting employee of the month, people who were entitled, who thought they earned it, who thought they deserved it because they'd been there longer than me, that the general manager pulled me into his office, gave it to me quietly, said, We really appreciate your work. Go put that in your car. Don't brag about it. I was like, <laughs> Okay. Yes, sir. How high? <laughs> right, and it it wasn't difficult. Like I don't, I don't know how to. The job wasn't this. difficult. The training no. wasn't difficult, and just showing up on time and being pleasant wasn't difficult. No, and I I hope that Ashley can do this. I hope she can show up every day in the office. She might be the only one there out of three thousand people. Great, play your music. Yeah, put on a podcast. You get control of the speakers. Let's, let's fucking go. <laughs> but like, but like, what came down for me with with Home Depot is, was I smarter than everyone on that cashier line? Yeah. By several miles. <laughs> not just one, not just a couple, several. Okay? Could I have walked in there with a chip on my shoulder that says, I'm so much fucking better than this? Yeah. Did I? No. I needed a job. I needed money. This is the best way to do it. So it was no experience. And I set about with a good attitude and the ability to learn. So at, at the 90-day mark as a Home Depot associate, you have the ability to transfer departments. So prior to my 90-day mark, I had department heads that were were. Fighting over you. Yeah. They yeah. they were like lobbying. It was ridiculous. I was like, I am not above bribes, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it was not my decision. <laughs> the department I landed in was kitchen, bath, and design, which means I got to learn how to like design kitchens, That's design cool. bathrooms. Very cool skill. And like what else that meant is I got to like wander the whole floor. So no longer was I chained to the cash register. Mm -hmm. No longer was I doing all the, the shit that people hate about being a cashier. That also meant like one of the things that all Home Depot associates should be offering is to put on a Home Depot credit card. I did it every time I'd ask. If they said no, I didn't push it. No one wants that. No one wants yeah. that. But what people do want is solutions to their problems. And in Home Depot, you got a lot of solutions, you got a lot of problems. So I learned how to match those up. It's probably the first time in my life that I really like I love got excited about like bridges, chasms. Y'all uh -huh. know what's up. Within the month of June 2007, I single-handedly put $1.6 million on Home Depot credit cards from customers that were walking in the door. This was the highest in company history. Oh my God. You set the record within your first... It started in January, six months. Six months. Yep. Record. Yep. I had the corporate VP of credit product... Corporate VP of credit. Oh my God. Calling our GM and asking what we were doing differently. He said, well, this girl, Vanessa, she signs everyone up. They put me on like corporate calls, on training calls, teaching people how to do this. You started as a cashier. Yeah. 
and you ended up answering questions to Home Depot executives about how to build Home Depot's credit usage. I got offered a position from this VP doing training for them. And I, I turned her down. I said I wanted to go back to school. Thinking about that now, I probably should have made a different decision. But I, I didn't know what I was doing. It was, it was 2007. I was <laughs> what, sophomore in college. Yeah. But that's that's what I'm saying is like, if Ashley were doing the grunt work or the foundation work really well, getting into the weeds with it, observing it, like if Ashley were doing that with these checks, I know her training would be on point. I know doors would be opening for her. I know she'd already be a fucking analyst. It wouldn't yeah. take two years. Yeah. What I really love about your experience at Home Depot is like, just because you're not like scanning plumbing parts anymore or like Thank directing <laughs> people to the right tile guy doesn't mean that those same skills aren't completely invaluable to every corporate America job you might hold in the future. Totally. From Home Depot, I think I really, I, I really managed to like build a foundation of like hard and soft skills that I layer on top of every day. Yeah. And I've made like, I couldn't jump from what I did at Home Depot to the career I have now, but... I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at now without that piece, mm. right? So like, I guess the, that's a really long story to get down to like this point is if your attitude is completely devoid of ego, every time you walk into a job, you have an opportunity to learn so much and build a foundation that will pay dividends. I just want to listen to Vanessa all day, <laughs> um, but we do have to take a break. So we'll do that now and we will circle back to what this might mean for your future. We have some big news. Yeah, we do. We've been coaching for a while um, to great success. I think we're responsible for, we might be a, pushing a million dollars. We might be responsible for a million dollars in people's accounts right now. What we're telling you is <laughs> we are opening our client list to the public, uh, which has never been done before. And the first and only place you're going to hear about that is subscribing to our email list. To sign up for our email list, visit our website askyourworkwife.com. We will not spam you, but we want to make sure that if you really need customized, personalized, tailored coaching and how to get more out of corporate America, we want you to hear about it first. So sign up. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's make it 2 million ladies. Hey. I have a, I have a metaphor for Ashley. Ooh, I'm excited. I know my metaphors are really bad. That's okay. You know what? <laughs> I super love metaphors. I imagine that Ashley's on a rainbow. I love the song. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, there is a pot of gold. And as you do all the things that Vanessa described before the break, the pot of gold grows. It's so great. I love this plan. Pot of gold growing. Yeah, yes. I'm getting This is actually working for me. Okay? This is working. Pot of gold is growing, but it's not just gold. It's like passion and value alignment and trust with your managers and rapport and growth and community and camaraderie. It's like all these other non-tangible things. Like I want the money too. I want mm -hmm. my pot of gold to be so big. Yeah, but it's like gold that keeps on golding. There's so much to be gained and it's actually more fun and more sustainable if your attitude is good. Agreed. And I, and I don't mean to pick on Ashley specifically. I see this question, this like problem in questions a lot. It's a lot of like they're not doing this for me. They're not doing this for me. They're just like, well, I'm going to pull a JFK on you. What are you doing for your country? And if you're not willing to do it, then I'm sorry. You're going to be cutting checks the rest of your life. There's Vanessa with the tough love. <laughs> but look forward to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Right, right. There's the Holland with the bow. Growing. I got you. <laughs> okay. The leprechauns um, are happy now. Ashley, we believe in you. As you know, we're, um, our waiting list is open for our coaching. We, <laughs> I would love to see where Ashley goes. Oh my gosh. Actually, yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. She's going to be making so much money. Girl, let's get it. Go off, girl. 
got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. I didn't know what I was doing. It was, it was 2007. I was <laughs> what, sophomore in college. Yeah. Jeez. Oh my God. It seems like so long ago. It was a really long time Did ago. Did I know? No, I didn't know you till 2008. Nope, 2008. not yet, but close. Oh, this was barely before Holland. Wow. B-H. <laughs> yep. So that, like, that, but that, that's what I'm talking about.